0: episode 77.1 of comical podcast i'm your host justin corbett and typically i would have my co-host miguel garza sitting across from me but he has already gone home for today Uh, if you don't know what today is it is the first day of comic palooza 2015 here in houston texas at the george r brown convention center and day one was absolutely amazing it was so much fun but it was also very very exhausting which is why like i said he has gone home already (laughs) um The day started really early for me. I arrived at the convention center around 7 a.m., got my press passes, came back to the dealer room a little bit early to say hi to some of my friends, and I was just blown away at how big the convention is going to be this year. Uh, for the past two years, we've been using the George R. Brown for this, this convention, and it's always been like half of the center or two-thirds of the center, but this year they actually went ahead and used the entirety of the convention center, and it is so much bigger than I could have imagined. Uh, my feet have the blisters to prove it. <laughs> I wandered up and down the whole place, went and talked to a bunch of local artists that I'm friends with, went and talked to some cosplayers that I know kind of well, and uh, scheduled a bunch of interviews for the rest of the weekend. So it was a really good morning for the first day. Uh, One of the people that I got to talk to earlier was Peter David. And we talked about his career and where things are going for him. And it was just a really, really cool experience to get to know the guy a little bit. And uh, we set an interview, which I will play for you later on in this episode. So Miguel did end up showing up, but it was a little bit later in the day. Uh, If you don't know, Miguel and I do work together. And somebody has to be there. So unfortunately, this year it was him. Uh, He was there until about 2 p.m. and then came over around 3. So once he arrived, we grabbed some food talked for a little bit about our plans, and then just got right to things. So the very first person that we interviewed today was Joe Eisma. And if you don't know Joe, he is the artist on an Image comic series called Morning Glories. And it is one of our favorite series, and Joe is one of our favorite people to talk to. Uh, we actually had him on the show back in episode 30, and that was a great episode. It was so much fun, and meeting him in person, face-to-face for the very first time was also a lot of fun. So I'm going to go ahead and play that interview for you guys now. I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, we're coming to you from the con floor. Me and Miguel here are here with a uh, former guest of the show and a good friend of ours, Mr. Joe Isma. How are you doing today, man? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing pretty well. Yeah,
1: we have seen you everywhere, man. You've been here, you've been there, you've been there. Doing all kinds of stuff. I know, I don't sleep very much
2: <laughs> <laughs> Neither do we
0: <laughs> So how's the con been going so far for you?
2: It's really going very well, I can't complain I mean, I haven't been to this con in like four years And uh, it has gotten so big since the last time I was here
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just remembering the book and how crazy it got in the last book on us And how, <laughs> you know, you see the
0: girl and she was dead and she comes back to life. I'm like, what is happening here? Well, just in case any of our listeners don't know who Joe Eisma is, he is the artist on Morning Glories, which is a series on Image Comics, and one of our absolute favorite series. Mm-hmm.
2: That's right. Also soon to be starring you two. <laughs> yeah, we're excited for
0: that.
1: Yeah, yeah it's a good thing you said it was our favorite before you said that. Otherwise <laughs> it always looks like brown nosing.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> but we know we love the book. Yeah, we really do. And it's, it's been great. I mean,
2: you and Nick are just absolutely killing it. How many, how many issues are you doing total for the series? Uh, the goal is 100 total. So uh, I'm drawing issue 47 right now. So we're Close about to the halfway, halfway there. About halfway there. Yeah.
1: Cool. I hate miniseries. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I know it's not a miniseries.
2: <laughs> I had to throw yeah. that out there.
0: Awesome. Well, how, how, have, uh, how have sales been? Are a lot of people coming by that are fans of Morning Glories, or is it just random passerby at the con?
2: No, I mean, I've, I've had a... Uh, it's kind of been split down the middle. I mean, like, there have been a lot of people that come up to the show or come up to me here at the show and, like, you know, they, they're talking about morning glories and they want me to sign their books. And then the rest is just kind of people just catch, you know, something catches their eye at the table or they want a commission. So, yeah.
0: Cool. Is there anybody at uh, Comic Blues that you're excited to see?
2: Well, um, I'm always excited to see my good buddy Paul Mayberry, uh, who is just a, like a row over from me or something. We but, know that guy. Yeah, yeah. I like to, uh, I was actually here yesterday before he got here and flipped his sign off and took a picture of it. Uh, <laughs> just because I love to mess with him. Uh, but he's a great guy, and he's got that great new book, Valhalla Mad, that just came out. And um, I'm, I kind of am a little starstruck, but I, I, I'm a big fan of the Simonsons, Waltz, and Louise. I'd like to meet them, but I'm a little, you know, starstruck about it. So. I talked to Louise earlier. She's
0: a sweetheart. She's so nice. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm
2: not, like so nervous that I would just be like a total dork. <laughs> uh,
0: that's kind of what cons are, though. I mean, you're supposed to run around like a kid in a candy shop. It's right. kind of the fun of it all.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, I still haven't gotten over, you know, actually talking to you, you know, <laughs> met you at Third Planet. Right. And, you know, it's one of those things, you know, you meet somebody, that you love what they do. I mean, you're amazing, amazing well, everything. You. I'm looking at the stuff back there. It's just like, wow. <laughs> well, thank you.
0: <laughs> there, there's your brown nose. Are you happy? <laughs> uh, I, I knew you would do it. <laughs> you can't help yourself. <laughs> well, thanks for taking the time to chat with for a little bit, Joe, and I uh, hope you have a good con. Thanks, you guys too. We'll catch up with you later. All right. See what I mean, Joe's awesome. <laughs> so if you never read morning glories go out and pick that up and if you ever see Joe at a convention come up and get him to do a sketch for you he's incredibly talented so once we finished with Joe we met up with our former co-worker and horse minion number 519 as he's affectionately known on Twitter uh, Sean Kleinfelter who we've had on the show as well uh, and Sean played the role of our intern for the day he helped us out a lot he took pictures He carried stuff for us. He was just an all-around helper and a great guy. And I just want to say a real quick thanks and a shout-out to Sean for being so helpful because uh, my feet were exhausted by noon, and I couldn't have done much more without your help. So thanks, buddy. You helped a lot. So after the interview with uh, Joe, we started heading over to talk to Peter David. And on the way, we were sidelined by a very interesting character. Uh, A guy approached us wearing this very pink kind of fluffy pirate outfit. (laughs) And his name was Francois Lafoutre. And he approached us talking with a French accent and very flamboyant, very uh, enthusiastic about this product he was trying to sell us. Well, when he approached us, I was not paying very close attention. I was on my phone and I was tweeting about the convention and I really was not listening to his pitch, but Miguel was. And I, all I could hear really was Miguel laughing. So once I finished my tweet, I looked up and I started paying attention and I started laughing too. Turns out this guy is pitching a book that he has written, which is a little novella all about the homoerotic pirate adventures of a character based off of himself. (laughs) And definitely that's not the kind of thing that Miguel and I typically jump to purchase. (laughs) But this guy's sales pitch was so amazing and he had so many euphemisms built into his pitch. And of course he was making fun of himself the whole time. He was just really high energy and just a lot of fun to talk to. So I told him we wanted to do a real quick interview with him and uh, Miguel actually ended up buying a copy of his book just to support him because his pitch was so good. So, If you are at the con this weekend and you see the unusual character that we just described walking around, go up and say hi to him and listen to his pitch because I guarantee you'll get a laugh or two out of it. Uh, So here's the interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey guys, this is Justin Miguel coming to you from the con floor. We just bumped into a really interesting character. What's your name, sir? Francois. Francois.
3: No, that's not usually how I talk. My (laughs) name is Francois LeFoutre. I'm the most fearsome fruit in all of France. You're welcome.
0: He's a very interesting character who approached us about his uh, gay comic book. Gay pirate romance
3: adventure novel, actually. I use the word novel loosely. It's more like a short story.
0: But yes. But the pitch you were giving us was just astonishingly good. So I felt like we had to interview you.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, it's kind of funny, all the innuendos. <laughs> well,
3: it's called There's Simon on the Poop Deck. It features me, Francois Foutre, on my ship, the Raging Queen. And we are come upon by my arch nemesis and part-time lover, Captain Cocksmith Standish. Cocksmith and his men come all over my Raging Queen. They take all of my semen. They put us in the foxhole. And if you want to find out how it ends, you have to buy the book.
1: <laughs> you said earlier this book was actually banned?
3: It was. It was banned by the Texas Renaissance Festival. Indeed.
0: Is that because it's too dirty? Uh,
3: yes, it is too graphic. For, for some reason, uh, people like Arthur Greenleaf Holmes and Sound and Fury, uh, who, who, who have all kinds of innuendo, they're, they're okay. But, uh, but I was too graphic
0: for them. So... That's hard to believe, but
3: I know I, I have found it I found it hard well <laughs> hard to believe. <laughs> do you see what you did there?
1: <laughs> I
0: do see what I did <laughs> do you see what you did there.
1: <laughs> Fabulous. That's amazing considering all the comic books we read now that have dicks and balls roaming around all over the damn
0: place. Yes, I
3: agree. I agree. I'm you a big fan of those comic books. Sex criminals and sex. I indeed indeed. <laughs>
0: I know Miguel loves them too. Oh,
3: mm-hmm. whoa. <laughs> <a> yes.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, where can people find your book if they want to buy a copy uh, online? Well, so
3: that's actually, I, w- I should tell you about the second one as well. The sequel is called My Coxin is Bigger Than Yours. Uh, and then there are the first two parts of a six part series, The Semen Sexology. Um, you know, because it's six books, that makes it the sexology, right? Right. All right, good. Okay, so, uh, so you can get it at semensexology.com. That's S E A M E N like multiple semen like multiple men of the sea right. sexology.com which is spelled how it sounds with the sex and the ology sounds great right. be very careful with all the E's and the A's in semen because things can get very confusing very quickly you
1: all got right. a lot of semen on your face
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. just one, yes well that's me <laughs> that's me I'm, I'm, actually not, I'm, I'm actually an officer at this point I'm a rear admiral
0: <laughs> recently discharged if you catch my meaning <laughs> Oh, this is great. Oh,
3: awesome. So guys, go check out
0: his book. Um,
3: it, is, it is available for, the ebooks are available for free on the site and uh, you can go, and, and there will be a link on the site to uh, to the Amazon where you, where you can buy the version there as well. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. The pleasure has been all mine.
0: <laughs> See, I told you it was funny. So after we finished with Francois, we did make it over to Peter David's table and we did an interview with him talking about some of the same things that he and I had already discussed earlier in the day, Uh, But we did not go into as much detail and as much depth as we did at that time. So this is more of a surface-level interview, but it's still pretty cool that we got to talk to Peter David and got to record him. So I really hope that you guys enjoyed this one. Here you go. Hey, guys. We're coming to you from the con floor again with one of my personal favorite writers, Peter David. How are you doing today, man? Doing okay. How's course, the day is
4: young, it could all turn to pop. We never know.
0: <laughs> that's, that's definitely true. How's Comic Palooza been treating you so far, though?
4: So far, so good. I have to say that the staff has been extremely attentive. The green room served a great lunch. The fans are uniformly welcoming and friendly. And, you know, I have no complaints.
0: Awesome. So, Peter, one of your most recent series that ended was All-New X Factor uh, for Marvel. And- All-New
4: X Factor, Spider-Man 2099. My current series are books that I'm writing that tie in with Marvel's Secret War. They are Future Imperfect, featuring the return of the maestro, and Marvel 2099, which, as the title would imply, is set in the year 2099.
0: So are, are we going to see all the characters from 2099, including Ravage? Am I better?
4: No. No, I deliberately did not use Ravage, which is interesting considering how many people, including you, have been asking about him. But no, Ravage does not appear anywhere. Sorry.
1: That's okay. It's all about Miguel anyway. You know this. Now, now, I'm, now I'm good. <laughs> I love Spider-Man 2099. Thank you very it's one of much. my favorites, and he makes fun of me because my name is Miguel, too. <laughs> oh,
4: okay. Excellent. And I'm a big that fan. It was interesting because in an early book, I had his brother calling him Miggy. And my editor objected to that because he said it was not a proper nickname for Miguel, which was interesting considering that I named him after Miguel Ferrer, who we all call Miggy. But he finally believed it when a character who was named Miguel on a television show was being called Miggy by his relatives, and he went like, "Oh, okay, I guess it's valid."
1: Our relatives don't really call me that. My nephew calls me that now for some reason. I have no idea.
4: Maybe you got it from the comic book.
1: Probably. And some of my kids uh, from school back in the day called me that too.
0: So I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> So uh, aside from Secret Wars, what, what's next for you?
4: Well, I'm continuing to do um, Dark Tower, uh, based on the Stephen King series. And then I have some series lined up after Secret Wars that I'm not at the liberty to discuss.
0: Are they independent books, or are they? Uh... No, no, from Marvel. Okay, cool, cool. I love reading your Marvel stuff, Thank so I'm looking much. forward to that. Yeah, it's pretty freaking amazing. Thank you. I had to think about that. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to briefly touch on the Deadpool Art of War stuff because you were telling me that, about that earlier. Uh, how you wanted to do Sun Tzu's Art of War. It was a really yes. interesting story what you were talking about before.
4: Oh yeah. Well, I wanted to do a Marvel version of Sun Tzu's Art of War for quite some time. I want to, you know, use it employing Marvel characters describing the lessons that are in the art of war. And I wasn't able to interest any Marvel editors in getting behind me on the production of it. And one day I was talking with Axel Alonso about it and Axel said, what would you think if we made Deadpool's art of war? And I said, sure, I can do that, which was interesting considering I'd never written the character of Deadpool before. But I absolutely embraced the idea, and once it became Deadpool's Art of War, suddenly I had no trouble getting editors behind it.
1: And you did a great job. I mean, I, I love your take on Deadpool. Oh, thank you. Oh, yes, it was great. I'm not a, not a big, big Deadpool guy. I never have been, but uh, that was a really good series. I liked thank it. Thank you.
0: Uh, I think that's probably one of the reasons why I'm reading it now. i read more Deadpool now. So. Oh,
4: okay. Excellent.
0: Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to us, Peter. Uh, again, thanks for coming to Comic Palooza. Uh, it was great to talk to you, and I uh, look forward to hearing from you again. Sounds good. I'll be right. here. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> Peter David's just awesome. Just awesome. So after we talked to him, we walked right across the alley to Katie Cook's table and did a real short interview with her. Uh, unfortunately, I was not that well prepared for it, and I did not realize that she was most well-known for her My Little Pony work. Uh, all that I really am aware of her for is the animal variants for Marvel, uh, so I did blunder a little bit and say that that was the biggest thing that she was known for, but, uh, she had no problem correcting me and she had no problem, uh, mocking Miguel. So it was actually a lot of fun to talk to her and I did get a commission from her. I got a really cool watercolor of Catpool. Uh, he skewered a little squirrel and he's giving the finger to the camera and saying, uh, you can't tell this, but I'm totes flipping you off right now. It's pretty funny and really cute. So if you want to see a copy of that, I've got it out there on my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram. So go check that out. And check out this interview. Hopefully, you enjoy this one as well. Hey, we're coming from the Confor again, me and Miguel, here with Katie Cook. How are you doing today?
5: I'm good, thank you. And
0: if you don't know Katie Cook, she's an uh, artist who's done tons of different stuff, but what she's probably most well known for is animal variants at Marvel. Yep. <laughs> and I actually have you doing a sketch for me, which I'm going to post a picture of in a little while, of a uh, cat pool. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. <laughs> Keep staring at it.
5: Poor cat pool. <laughs> but
0: we wanted to interview and uh, see how the con's been going for you so far.
5: Uh, good. This is my first time in Houston. I have not done Comic Palooza before, um, but they convinced me to come out. So I'm here. I'm in Houston. The humidity is awful. Yes. Your weather is terrible. Yes. You guys, live in a.
0: But the people are good, right?
5: The people are fine, but it's like hellmouth here. It's hot. It's humid. It's It's still 50 degrees in Michigan. So.
0: That sounds wonderful. <laughs> I want to go home with you. <laughs> no, Houston's awful, for sure. I said that wrong. I know. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> well, let's talk about your uh, book you're selling here, Gronk.
5: Uh, Gronk is my webcomic. It's my creator own book. Um, we just started republishing all of the volumes through Action Lab. Um, and then we have a toy coming out in July. We're going to premiere it at San Diego Comic-Con Cool. And, uh, and other than that, I work on My Little Pony, French is Magic. Um, I've been doing that for three years with IDW and Hasbro. And then I do so, some on and off work with Lucasfilm and Marvel. So I did the Spider-Verse stuff uh, for Marvel. I developed Penelope Parker. And right now I'm working on another Marvel project and some Secret Wars stuff. So.
0: Awesome. What, uh, what are you doing for Secret Wars?
5: Um, they're doing the Secret Love anthology. So I'm doing an Ant-Man and Wasp story for it. So.
0: We actually talked about that on our show not that long ago. Yeah, we did. What I say? I didn't like it, right? <laughs>
5: no. <it's laughs> I haven't even drawn it yet.
0: <laughs> he, like, he likes more action-packed stories. He's less about the love and romance kind of stuff. Well,
5: people like love in comics, too. It's a thing.
0: I'm not one of them. <laughs> no. It's, we're, gonna, we're
1: pretty much picking up anything. No. it's Everything it, and everything, huh?
5: Mine is pretty silly. Mine's more of a comedy suite story. But so. you
0: said it was Ant-Man, right?
5: It is Ant-Man. Oh, I'm getting
0: it. <laughs> yeah, we're getting all the Secret Wars books, so I'm sure we'll be reading it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I didn't realize you'd done so much My Little Pony stuff. I guess that's really what I'm you're most I'm the lead writer of the My Little for. Pony
5: comic book. I've written like 30 issues of it.
0: <laughs> but you can't blame me for not reading My Little Pony. Yes, not, I can. It's not... Uh...
5: I can totally blame you for not reading My Little Pony.
0: All right, technically you can blame me for not reading My Little Pony, but I'm, I don't read it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fine. I have a My Little Pony in my car. You didn't know that, did you? I did know that. My
1: wife stuck it in there. She bought a purple My Little Pony. Because I do a, a character on our show called Lord Horstocles. <laughs> And because of, these, because of that, these people now assume that I'm some kind of a horse lover.
5: <laughs> he is a horse lover. That is, that is called a brony.
1: I'm not a brony.
5: <laughs>
1: and my wife has joined in with him. And so I, he
0: gives me ponies. He gives me my little ponies. It's ridiculous. I should get a sketch. <laughs> I should get one. I've never read the comic, but I'm sure she'll do you a good one. <laughs> Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to Thank us. You. I know that was a real silly interview. We talked all kinds fine. of weird stuff. But uh, check out Gronk. Where can they find it if they want to pick it up? Uh,
5: gronkcomic.com, and then the books are on Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, your local comic shop. It's in Diamond and all that. So
0: everywhere. Stuff, so everywhere. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Katie, and I hope you have a great comic-palooza. Thank you. So once we finished with Katie, uh, Miguel kind of called it quits. We grabbed a little bit of food, talked for a little while. He ended up leaving, and I stuck around for the world premiere of Jackie Earl Haley's new movie, criminal activities. Uh, It started at 8 p.m. and aired until 10. And then there was a Q&A afterwards. And it was just really interesting. It's this movie about four friends who are all regular Joes who get put into the situation where they have to abduct a drug lord. And, you know, once they abduct him, they don't really know what to do with him. They're trying to hold him hostage for an entire day. And all kinds of craziness happens. You know, there's all kinds of tropes and all kinds of uh, cliched things you expect to occur. But they don't really. They kind of lead you down the path to the point where you think you know what's coming and then flip things on their head. Uh, I was really surprised by the ending. I thought it was really well done. Uh, A lot of people will not have any clue what is going on or what is coming. But it's a really, really good movie. So if you get the opportunity to see it, I highly recommend it. I enjoyed it a lot. And I think the other people in the room did too. So... That's pretty much it for day one, guys. We are completely exhausted. Uh, Tomorrow at 7 a.m. we have a press junket. We're doing all kinds of interviews with various people. Uh, I don't know who yet, but I'm really excited to show up and find out. Uh, Miguel will be on the show tomorrow, I promise. (laughs) Uh, It just worked out tonight that he had to leave before I did, so I ended up recording all the intros by myself. So don't forget to check us out on all of our social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast on Twitter. I'm at comical podcast. Miguel is at comical podcast too. And on Instagram, I am at comical podcast. You can also find our show in a lot of different places. You can find us on nerdbong.com, wicked radio network.com beyond the dawn com, and now on lightning So, Check us out, find us all those places, or on our main website, comicalpodcast.com, or YouTube, or iTunes, or SoundCloud, or any place that podcasts exist. And don't forget, keep on laughing, bitches.